You got it. Okay. All right, Rabbi, so you ready? Um, we're live! Good Vach, Rabbi Yisai! It's Friday afternoon in Chicago. It's a half a tie. It's not a real, it's a, it's a, it's a mutzi shot. I forgot to bring my ties from Mary Israel. We have to go shopping today. I found a, a Zenya. It must be like from uh, the collection of 1965 or something. So we are not going to wear it. It was just for the Good Vach, Rabbi Yisai. <coughs> yeah, so Bezer Hashem, this will be transmitted in Eretz Yisrael on Matzi Shabbos. Matzi Shabbos in Chicago is a little confusing for me as well. Matzi Shabbos in Chicago at 11.15 p.m. Transmitting live from Chicago, which will be 7.15 in Eretz Yisrael in the morning. Erev Yom Kippur. Erev Yom Kippur in Chicago, 11.15 in the morning. Transmitting once again so that people could see Ashir, Matzah, Yom Kippur, and Eretz Yisrael. It's all about the Yomi. We gotta, gotta learn every day, give a shir every day. Sometimes it turns out that it's in the morning, sometimes it's in the evening, but it's once a day. Exactly what happens after Yom Kippur, I'm not even sure. Ah, oh, we got Rabbi Ari, Ari Mack from Pasaic. What are you, you, he's wearing a mask. He thinks that the corona goes through the, the screen or something. All right, fine. Today's shir sponsor, Lili Nishmas Imi, Rusmas Mordechai. Arafua Shlema for Paul Bellitz, Peretz Yisrael Ben Batyo Kela, in a five-year battle against esophageal cancer, just underwent another very serious surgery, requesting your tefillahs and learning for Arafua Shlema, Arafua Shlema. Sponsored by Yuval Kavosh, in memory of Ferdos Chayo, Bat Esther Vechizkiyo. It's a three-day sponsorship. Yishkoyach Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef and Zev sponsored the, the food last night, similar to what we have in the Bismarck, Kugel, Chont, and Schnitzel. Oh, this is from Mark Ashkenazi. In reverence to Rabbi Eli for his dedication to his mishpacha of Leimde Daf Yoimi and for giving equally captivating shiurim while on the road, which can't be easy. Gemar Chasim Toivin and Gutkeben Shior, Mark Ashkenazi, Yishkoyach Mark. Yishkoyach Uncle Phil for the Shear. Yishkoyach. Um, listen, it's difficult because I'm like half asleep at night. That one also, Vada. Now listen to this one, a short email. This is by Yossi Sounders. My mother came out of the hospital just before Rosh Hashanah. The sheer sponsorship worked, Baruch Hashem. He sponsored the day of. So what do we have here? It's this one right over here for Paul Bellitz. Should have a four shleima. We also have some very bad news. Um, one of our Loim De Adaf, one of the people in the Mishpacha of the Daf, his name is Ephraim Friedman, he's from Ramapet Shemesh. We were saying to him for his wife, Zahava, and unfortunately she was Nifteres today. I don't know her name. I know they were saying Tehillim for Zahava Bas Malka Chana. So I don't know what her name right now, but Akash Baruch who knows her neshama should have an aliyah. The, the very, she's very, very young, very, very uh, young Yisayimim, you know, babies, little, little kids. Uh, the the Yisayimim should be able to grow up, you know, normally. 
it's, a very, it's very, very difficult for, for Yisayimim, so Ephraim should be Mishazik and Yisayimim too. Unbelievable. Okay. Oh, it's Torah. We have to be Besimcha. We're holding, <coughs> excuse me, Daf Mem Zayin Omid Beis. All the way on the bottom last line, today's Daf Mem Ches, Mem Ches, Kinyoni Torah, Tani Rebbe Chiyo, Cheyrem Shebein Tchumei Shabbos. So now, yeah, so if everybody, Stephen, we don't have a guy that's um, in charge, so we gotta, everybody has to mute themselves if it's possible. You know what, I'll make this quieter here so it doesn't disturb me as well, and then you guys will be in charge of them. Okay. So, what we have here is, are you able to see these charts from back there? Yeah. So basically, if you look closely, you have two cities, and there's a body of water smack in the middle. And the 2,000 Amas reaches midway to the body of water on both directions. Now, water obviously mixes in and everything. And what do you do? Are you allowed to carry the water on Shabbos? So he says like this. If you put a net, you put a cherim in the water, you divide the water. Shebein tchumi Shabbos. Tzorach mechitza shel barzalaf sikoi. So if you take this metal piece of, you take a piece of metal, a piece of steel, and you put it right down the center of the body of water, now you can, y'all, you can't sit next to people. You have to be very careful because somebody in your class has corona. So you're allowed to come, I let you come, but you can't sit next to other people. You have to sit, try to sit next to the side. No, I don't know the host code. So, if you put a piece of metal, it works. It divides the water equally. Half to this guy, half to that guy, so you can take the water out. Says the Gemara. And by the way, today, we're going to see something very, very interesting. Something I'm, I'm passionate about. I don't speak too much about it because it's controversial. And that is the Derech Halimud in today's yeshivas. How they learn and in our Gemara, it's a very, very important Gemara to remember. It's interesting. Memches Kinyani Torah in Mesech Serevin, Daf Memches, teaches us a tremendous insight about how to learn. Again, I'm not saying Daf Yomi is the way to learn. It's great for us, Balabatim. But then there's a, there's, a, there's a happy medium because the yeshiva guys, they learn two, three Daf a year. And that's also extremely disappointing, in my opinion. So, we're going to see in a second. Says Gemara, my time, Rabbi Yosef Hanina laughed. It's a joke. What? You're going to put a piece of metal down the middle of this body of water? It doesn't make any sense. Says Gemara, let's analyze this. Why is he laughing? My time, why is he making fun? Because. We have, Rebbe Chaminuri says, if a person is sleeping, he's koina shvisa. And we talked about objects. They're also koina shvisa. Because, according to Rebbe Chaminuri, you could take this out. According to Rabbanon, he holds, like Rabbanon, that an object doesn't have a shvisa. 
just because he doesn't hold like you, so you're going to make fun of somebody that doesn't hold like you? That's not nice. You don't make fun of people that don't hold like your shita. So what's the reason he made fun of him? This we had, and this is agreed upon, that moving objects, moving water, we spoke about moving clouds, moving water, or spring that moves, anything that moves, anybody that grabs it, he becomes the owner, and that object becomes his object. In other words, wherever he goes, that's where the water could go. It's not limited to the water. It's limited to the person. So wherever he could go, if he can move 2,000 amas, so can the water. So what's the problem over here? This water is moving. So the, it, it's moving from side to side. It's in the, it's in the middle of two properties, and it, it moves. So wherever you grab the water, you can bring it back into your property. It's not a problem, because water doesn't have a tchum. Since they move, it's not a problem. Maybe we're talking about some sort of well, and the well doesn't move. A lake, even a lake, forget about a well. A well. Even though... That's uh, y'all. Y'all, please mute yourself. Thank you. So even though a well or a lake is a large body of water, and it actually moves, you have waves, etc., but it's considered non-moving object because it's, it's limited. What? It's not a river. Exactly. A river is, is really moving. This is, yes, it moves here and there. It goes up and down, and the water constantly... Anything, even a lake. Since it has defined mechitzais, so it's not like a cloud that goes from here to there, it travels hundreds of miles. It's not like a river that travels hundreds of miles. It's within a, a certain defined area, therefore it's considered not moving. So maybe you'll tell me that's what we're talking about, right? And that's what it is in the picture. It's a defined area. So we'll, we'll, let's consider this non-moving, a non-moving object. Hello. So if it's not moving, why do you make fun of him? Oh, that's very funny. He says you need a metal wall. But you need metal. Uh, reeds are not good. You'll, you make it out of something flimsy, it's not good. Because water can go through the reeds. Guess what? You ever try to stop water? Impossible to stop water with metal. Especially, says Rashi, that a mechitza means 10 tfachim. So let's say this pond is 40 tfachim. So you're going to put a mechitza of 10 tfachim in the middle, and the water goes from underneath it? Even if the metal goes all the way to the bottom, you take a nice piece of metal, how, what are the chances that the water is not going to seep from one side to the other? How difficult is it to contain water? We know. So then, why is he saying, oh, don't use reeds, use metal? That's what's funny about it. You can't stop water. Bidilma, now the Gemara asks a very good kasha. When Rabbi Yisrael said you need metal, he didn't say if you put a piece of metal it works. He was saying you need something like metal, meaning forget about it. It doesn't work. It's not going to work. That's all he was saying. Since you need metal and it doesn't work, forget about it. You can't carry it from one side to the other. 
Ella, so why did he make fun? Ella, mishum de kalu shikilu chachamim b'mayim k'derebi tavlo. Oh, so this is a sugi we had a number of times already in the... Let me, you know what, let me just shut this. So we had a sugya, a number of things. Let me remind you. If you have a churva, and the wall down here of the churva breaks, it's a suspended wall, it's standing in mid-air. Now, lachas, it's not considered a wall. I don't know if you could tell really from the picture. But anyway, that's what the picture is meant to be. That the bottom right over here, it's broken. Just holding, suspended. It doesn't work. Whereas you have the same idea by water. This we had in Masech Shabbos. That the wall is suspended. It doesn't go into the lake. It doesn't go into the, into the pond. That wall is considered a wall. We pretend that the wall goes all the way down. Another, this, will have, this one for sure will remind you. Yeah? You guys see this? A guy could build a box by his window. And then he with the, the, take the pail and put it through the box. It's considered that his box goes through, through, into the water. It's a mechitza through and through. Why? Special dispensation, special kula that we have by water. The Bible Rabbi Tavla Mirav, Rabbi Tavla asks Rav, mechitza tluya. What if the mechitza is hanging? Both of these pictures, they're hanging. This is hanging. This is hanging. They're both hanging. Ma'al shetate b'churva, the first case that we showed, the building that's broken. It doesn't work. You cannot consider a wall that's hanging in mid-air because the stones on the bottom fell out to be a mechitza, but it does work in water. So then why was he laughing? He was laughing because if there's a special kula by water, so what difference does it make if it's made out of steel? What difference does it make if it's made out of reeds? It's a special kula, so you can, make, you can take paper and put it above the water and we're going to pretend that it goes into the water. You don't have to make it out of metal to have this special kula. That's why he was laughing. Why did he say, why did Rabbi Yisrael Rebbe say, oh, it has to be a mechitza shobarzel, the first, first words on daf mechesom adalaf. Those words don't make sense. Yes, you can make a mechitza, yes, the water is going to go, penetrate, go from side to side. That's not our issue. It's a special kula, and once it's a special kula, it doesn't matter what material you make it out of. All right, we learned in the Mishnah of Let's go back to the Mishnah for a second. Last Mishnah on the bottom. It says like this. Someone who wakes up on Shabbos, realizes he fell asleep, didn't have a chance to make an Erev Tchumim. He's on his way to a city. What should he do? Chachamim say he only has four Amos. Okay? Why? Because Chachamim hold you need Das. You need intent. You can't just say, oh, I, can, I made an Erev uh, Tchum while I was shlofen. When you're sleeping, you don't have Das. And you can't make, you weren't Koyne Shvisa. You didn't reside, you're not residing there because you had no idea that you're, that you're alive. Comes Rabbi Yehuda, let's go one line biter. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Le'eza Ruach Sheyirtze Yelach. He could go in any direction. Meaning, four Amas in any direction. So is there a difference between Chachamim who say four Amas and Rabbi Yehuda who says four Amas in any direction? What's the difference? Rabbi Yehuda, it seems like they're saying the exact same thing.
Here. So you have a circle. That's where the guy is. He's in his circle. He has four Amas in every direction. Well, Chachamim say that the total is eight. Because it's four Amas in any direction. So his box is this entire thing. It's eight by eight box. Ravida says, no. Pick one direction, one of these arrows, and go with it. You can only go in one direction, four Amas. That's it. In other words, your box is four by four. That's your box. You just could pick in an eight by eight box to which direction you want to take that four by four. But you only have four by four. According to Chacham, no, you take the entire four in every direction, that's your box. Even if you went this way, let's say, you could go back and go this way. According to Rebbe, no. If you decide to go this way, now you're stuck between the red and over here. That's it. You could decide. You could also go this way. You go downwards. But once you decide, it's all over. Now, who's this Rebbe? must say this Rebbe is the Tanakama who argues on Rebbe Huda. When you have an argument between Rebbe Huda and Rebbe, who's the Allah like? Andrew Glass was listening yesterday. So that's it. So we got, I'm serious. This is, you have to internalize this. Especially in a Mishnah. We decide, yesterday the Gemara said, well, maybe the Allah is not like, 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 like that in a Brisa, only in a Mishnah, but in a Mishnah certainly. But the Gemara said even. But what did Rabbi Yossi say about this? Oh, oh, <laughs> Mamish listening. There's no, he wanted to know what Rabbi Yossi says about this. There's Rabbi Yossi argue. Shalalecha Rabbi Yossi Hirsch from Kensington. It's great to see you. We're your sons. Don't they also listen? Yeshiva? One, five sons, the kids are the younger one. Bez Hashem. Be, you know what? I'm coming, Bez Hashem, to New York v- very shortly, so we'll try to get together. Bez Hashem. Rabbi Isaac Trigger, the whole, the whole island. Ah, can't wait. Vama Rova. Machloikis lahalech, avalataltel, divriakol, arba amois in, feiloi. This is walking, but carrying, we know that in Rishus Rabbim, any Rishus Rabbim, if you're stuck, you can carry four amas. So carrying, you're limited to four amas. To walk, we have a machlech that according to Tanakhama, Remeir, you could go, you could walk eight amas. Where is this even mentioned in the Torah? By the man it says, sit, stay beneath you, tachtov. Now, what, how much does a person take, how much is below a person? Now you have your feet. They're about a foot wide. Okay, but there's more than that. What if you lay down on the floor? What area do you take up on the floor when you lay down? like below you, Your body is three amois, six feet. That's pretty generous. What's very interesting that Tyson says, that doesn't even include your head. So it seems like in those days, the people were about seven feet tall. It has all different kashas. You know, a mikvah, is three amas tall by one by one amma, right? That's a mikvah. So how does a person fit into that? If it's three amas tall and it doesn't include your head, how do you fit into a mikvah? So you have to bend down a little bit, bend your head. Okay, great. According to Tysus, this is Tysus. Grufo ishalish amas, your body is three amas. You know, when a person gets up in the morning, he starts stretching like this. So you want to give another amma above your head just to, so you could stretch out a little bit. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense if you think about it. Now, now I'm looking at the screen. So 
my elbow is basically by my head, and then because an ama is from your elbow to the tip of your finger. So when you stretch your you stretch, you're basically going another ama past your head. Okay. So that gives you four amas, and that's basically in the pasuk. Shvuish tachta below you, below you means a person has four amas. So Reb Meir says it's four amas. Comes Reb Yudin says Reb Yudin Meir gufay shalish amas. You have three amas. You have to, you'll sit up, grab something from below your feet. You have a little nash there, a little candy. You want to get up. So you, you have your, a little extra, not on top of your head, but below your feet. So how many amas is that? Four amas. So what is the machloikas? Remeir says four amas. Remeir says four amas. According to Yehuda, it's exactly four amas. Whereas according to Remeir, it's slightly more than four amas. That's how Rashi learns it. Rabbi told his son, I need you to ask Rapapa a question for me. These four Amas that the Torah tells us, In the base Amidosh, they had a standard Amas, they, they had measuring tapes, right? They had a couple of sticks over there. One was six Tvachim. So we're going to go with the standard measuring tape, six Tvachim. Or are we going to use every individual's ama? You go from your elbow to the tip of your finger. If you're very tall, you're in the, M- you're in the NBA, then you have, we'll call it, I don't know, 10 Tvachim. If you're a short Jew, you have five Tvachim. Each person, it's based on, on, on the size of his hand, now, this is very interesting. In Omerloch, you probably all remember that story that I said over that my father sent me with a chicken. How could you forget that story? He sent me with the chicken to Reb Nisim Karelitz. And he, he told me to ask him if the chicken is kosher or not. And then he said, and if he says that it's kosher, I should ask him if it's Oishahir Bachacham. Same thing over here. Depending on when he answers you, I need you to ask him the follow, a follow-up question. If he tells you, everybody, there's a standard. Everybody has the same four amas. It's exactly the same. You take a measuring stick that's six tfachim long, wide, and you times it by four. And that's it. That's what you get. Now, otherwise known as Shaquille O'Neal, of our generation. You got an Oig Melech HaBashan. Oig was way larger. But you got a guy that has a 12-inch hand. 12-inch. Right? That's what we decided when we were learning the sugi of the hand. Somebody looked it up on Google and Shaq has a 12-inch hand. And a 22-size shoe. So what's a guy like that going to do with a four-ama four area of, of a little guy? He, he can't maneuver. He, he can't even fit into that box. It doesn't work. So, so what is he going to say? He's going to say, he might tell you, Rav Papa, no, each individual has their own measuring stick. You take, you take something, you measure from your elbow to the tip of your finger, you times it by four, and that's your box. So if you're very tall, you get more. If you're very short, you get less. And everything works out. So I want you to ask him, my son. 
it's very interesting. When we were Rosh Hashanah, what was that, eight days ago, we mamish had HaKadosh Baruch Hu patting us and saying, I'm here with you. Why? We were learning about the brachas of Shemun Esrei on Rosh Hashanah, on Rosh Hashanah. It was crazy. The whole sugya of Rosh Hashanah, the day before Rosh Hashanah, on Rosh Hashanah, a Mishnah. It wasn't like, it was a Mishnah that talks about Rosh Hashanah. I said, I don't think it will ever happen again such a thing. It's crazy. Okay, so here we have, this is a typical thing. This, this, it's, it's nice, it's very nice. We're going to be talking about Yom Kippur. The mention of Yom Kippur, especially in Eretz Yisrael, they're going to be learning this 24 hours before Yom Kippur. We had this earlier, that there are certain shiurim in the Torah that are, that are dependent on the individual. What are they? For instance, you have the kaimits of the mincha. If you have a bowl of flour for a mincha that goes on the mizbeach, the kayin sticks his hand in like this, and he, he grabs a bunch of flour, and he, and he this three fingers, and he goes like this, and like this, with his pinky. But this, this amount is based on the kayin. If he's a giant kayin, the, the mincha is much larger. A tiny little kayin, smaller. Okay, then, Ktairis, on Yom Kippur, you go like this, two hands like this, Yom Kippur. And the famous Malay Lugmov of Yom Kippur, that's how much liquid are you chayev on drinking Yom Kippur, is the size of your mouth, what you can fill in your mouth. Well, every, every person's mouth is different. A 13-year-old's mouth is not as big as a, as a 400-pounder. So in Mela, they have different shiru. Yom Kippur. So we had to mention Yom Kippur, not like talking about the Shemina Esrei of Rosh Hashanah and what it means and why. And do we say Shechiyanu, unbelievable sugis about Rosh Hashanah on Rosh Hashanah. Fine. But still there's a mention. It's still, maybe in Hilchah's padding of Akash Baruch, it's still a pat. It's not a hug, but it's a pat. Fine. Okay. Rabbi say this is it. This is, this is unbelievable. What does is, what is Rabbi tell him? You're asking such deep questions. If you keep on asking questions like this, you'll never be able to learn Torah. Look at Rashi. You're not going to be able to go, oh, if this is the Pshat, so what do you do with Togimil Chabashan? If this is the Pshat, so this L'chair is a big question on what the yeshiva guys do today. They ask question after question and they, they, they tear apart every single word. So the bottom line is that has to be a happy medium. You can't learn a daf in 20 minutes and you can't learn a daf in three months. That doesn't make sense. Uh, this is, we had many, the Ravis talks about first you have to learn the whole Torah, then you can go back and go deeper. But here you have this idea. He was asking very, a very good kasha. Are we going based on, on your elbow to here? And if yes, what's the of it? Oh, no, you're going too much. Too much. You're not going to be able to finish the Torah if you ask so many questions. It's very interesting. says the Gemara, no. It goes, and again, I'm not saying that Fiyayim is the way to learn. It probably isn't. It's great for us. But maybe a daf a day, if you learn the entire day, or a daf every two days. I'm saying over from Gdala, I'm not saying, the Gdala from the previous generation couldn't believe how, what happened, especially in America, became a thing to just 
Mamas learn two da- a daf a month. It's crazy. If you're going to be medayik so much, you're not going to be able to learn Tyro. Anyways, it says the Gemara, At the end of the day, we go with each individual. So what are you going to ask me? If each individual has his own ama, so why is it not mentioned in that Brisa that talks about the different shiurim? You have a, a mouthful from goes by each individual. The, and you know what? To measure your tchum goes by each individual. Says Gemara because it couldn't be in there. There's a person who's vertically challenged, and his he has very short arms. And his short arms, if you're going to give him four times his short arm, he himself won't be able to fit in there. Because his arms are disproportionate to his body. So it's not that he has a smaller body that can fit into four of his amas. Because his, his, his hands are so... So he actually has to go with the ama of the Beis Hamikdash, which is sixth tfachim. So I mean, can't, you can't say a rule. There's, there's, there's a yaitzim in a cloud. If you say a rule, every person goes from his elbow to the tip of his finger, Times four. It's not true. Somebody who's short, really short, or has short arms, as you should say, doesn't go with that rule. Memele can't be in there. Says the Gemara, Oh. So, if you remember, we had this case. Three people sitting next to each other. And they each have four amas here. This is better, maybe. Again, I don't know why the yellow, it's very difficult to see the yellow, but you see the blue. And there's a yellow line going down the middle of the blue. Basically, the guy, each guy could go halfway into the middle, but they can't go into each other. So this guy who's sitting next to this guy, he could go, they could cheer, but he cannot go to this side. What does it say in the Mishnah? And he tells him, Rabbi Shimon says, you know what, it's very similar to this case. Instead of people, you have houses and a chatzar. This chatzar, these guys from this chatzar made an Erev, they put the Erev over here. These guys from this chatzar put their Erev in the center as well. The, set, the center could go to both sides. Each side could go to the center. But the side guys cannot come around to each other. Yeah? They don't have an Erev. The two guys on the side don't have an Erev with each other. That's very similar to this case. The two guys on the side cannot share with each other, but they could share with the center guy. Why do you have to tell him, says the Gemara? Why is he bringing more examples here? How you doing, y'all? Everything good? Yeah, great. Okay, good. This is what Rabbi Shimon told Rabbanon. This case of three people is similar to this case of the chatseris that opened to the Jerusalem. Why is there a Why is there a big problem? How come in this case everybody agrees it's okay? Or this case it's a fine, and this case is not good. Why? Why is this not good? There are many people that live here. If you look over here, each chatzar has at least two houses. In order to have a chatzar, you have to have two houses. So you have a bunch of people sharing everything. 
and we're concerned that there's going to be confusion. But we have three people, so they know what to do. They're not going to make mistakes. So that's why I brought the case of the houses to ask the question, why is it, when it comes to house, there's no, it's a, it's a problem, and when it comes to people, it's not a problem. So now the Gemara says the Svar that we already mentioned when we learned it, the problem is, ask the Gemara, if I'm going to take an Erev and put it in the center, and I'm going to take an Erev and put it in the center, isn't that what a typical Erev Chatseris is? Every time you have an Erev Chatseris, it means we all gather our food, we put it into one location. Now, how does Erev Chatseris work? Erev Chatseris is a partnership. We all live in the same Chatser. We all live in the same house, the same Chatser. How? By putting our food, by combining our food, we're together now. So then we just combine our food together. It should be a problem. Oh, my Rav Yehuda. Let's remember this Rav Yehuda, not Rabbi Yehuda. Rav Yehuda, Kigoyin Shinosno, right? This is an Amaira. Kigoyin Shinosno, Emtsois, Eruva Bazu, Eruva Bazu. It's not the Pshat that the guys on the side, they brought their food to the center. The opposite. The guy in the middle brought his food to each side. So therefore, they don't share a common ground. If the guys from the side brought it to the center, they share a common ground, that's a perfect Eruv Chatzeros. That's what Eruv Chatzeros is. We're all sharing. But over here, no. He's spread out. He lives a little bit on the right and a little bit on the left. So he's dividing the property. So let's remember Rav The Rav says it's the center guy puts it to the two sides. Rav Omar. Right, so if you say, by the way, if you go like Rav Yehuda, that the, the middle guy brought his Erev to the side, that means that the other guy on the side has no connection to the center. They both don't have a connection to the center. No, we don't have to change the pshat that we thought to begin with. The guys in the, in the side brought their Erev to the middle. In the center, as you can see from this picture, the center, Chatzar, has two houses. So this guy put his Erev in this house, and this guy put his Erev in the other house. That's problematic. So we just turned to Nafim Chesam Bey's, sponsored by Mark Steinberg. Schus Shidduch for his son. He apologized he couldn't be here today. He said he has to go make a Parnassah living. That's why, I mean, it's, very, it's a difficult time. 11.15. Shidduch for his son, Yitzchik Pesach Yehuda ben Meir Yosef. And by anonymous, Hatzloch in Yiddishkeit, and a schus for his family to be, Tehri Yiddin. So he puts it in the center in two different houses. And that doesn't work. Keman, what do you mean it doesn't work? Why not? That's only that it doesn't work. If five people gather the Erev and put it into two vessels, it's not a good Erev. No, so what's the problem if it's Bishamai? Obviously, if it's Bishamai, how can we say Pshat according to Bishamai? It doesn't work. We have to go according to Bishilah. It is a good Erev. So according to Basil, 
This answer that Rav Sheish just said doesn't work, and we go according to Basil. Says the Gemara, Afilu Teima Basil. No, it could go according to Basil. At Kalik Amri Basil, Hosso Melabishnei Kalim Bebais Echot. What does Basil say? Basil says, if Reuven takes his area, puts it in the top drawer, in the, in the one house, in the top drawer. Shimon comes and takes his area, puts it in the, the second drawer, in the same house. Says Basil, it's a good Erev. Okay, because it's both, they're both in the same house. If in the same house, so you accomplish everything. So what if they're not in the same vessel? The two, the two meals are not in the same exact, doesn't have to, have to be in the same house. We're sharing a house, we're not sharing a kli. Maybe Basil agree that if one Reuven puts his Erev in this house and Shimon puts his Erev in the second house, that shouldn't work because you're not sharing. Okay. So we have two pshatim here. One is Rav Yehuda. Now what? That it's the center guy that put his Erev to the side. And we have Rav Sheshis. Now what? They put it in the center, but in different houses. Says the Gemara, I have a problem with this. Kasha and the Terence. Now what? Rav Yehuda Kasha and Rav Sheshis Kasha. I have a question on both. That they put their Eruvim in two different houses. Sorry. What happened? Rabbi Yudha says that the middle guy put his Eruv on both sides. Says the Gemara, but that's a problem. Why? If the middle guy put his Eruv over here, so now he's a partner with this guy on the side. The place that he put his Eruv. He's a partner with him. Now he's going to go and put another Eruv on the other side. Now they're partners, they're one. It's considered one property. You hear the kasha? It's a very nice kasha. If the center guy goes to the right and he makes an Eruv. So now he, he and the right guy are one property. That's what Eruv does. Then this one property goes and takes an Eruv and goes to the guy on the left. So now they're all partners. Why are they not all partners? Isn't the guy in the middle doing the shlichos of the guy on the right? He's his partner. They're buddies now. They're allowed to carry in each other's chatzor because I already made an error. Now I'm going to take that partnership and buy more property. Buy the guy on the left. And now we're all partners. One big happy family. Shlichos That's question number one. So the Gemara is going to answer on this, that he didn't do a shlichus. You see from the fact that the guy on the, on the right didn't want to do it to begin with, you can't force him into it. He didn't want it. So it's not a good shlichus. That's the Gemara's answer. Well, Rav Sheshis Kashio, and what did Rav Sheshis say? That, no, they both, the guys on the, on the side, they, they're the ones that made the Erev, but they made the Erev in the wrong place. They made it, one guy did it in this house, the other guy did it in the other house, not a good Erev. I'll ask you, Kashio, if that's the case, so what happens if you have five people in one chatzor? Three people make an Erev together, and another two people make an Erev together. Is that a good partnership? Absolutely not. No one can carry in that chatzor. Why? Because a partnership means we're together, not divided. You just divided us. You just took three, and you said, oh, the Hasidim go over here, and the Litvaks go over here. No, that, that's, that's a period. That's separating. That's not putting together. You have to do it all together. Says the Gemara, and therefore what? It should be Aser. Now that these guys 
if, if the guy on the left puts his Erev in this house, and the guy on the right puts his Erev in the other house, then the guy in the center shouldn't even be able to carry. He just, they ruined it for everybody. Let's see inside. Now what? No, if they wouldn't have done anything, then the guy in the center at least has an Erev. He, he owns his property with his other buddy. He made an Erev. But they just came in. They ruined it, says the Gemara. Who's Chav to who? Exactly. Oh, maybe the Gemara says something similar to what you're saying in the, in the answer. Similar. Says the Gemara, Fine. It should be similar to the case of five people that, that shear a chotzer, and they all have to make a ruvichatzeroiz in order to carry there on Shabbos. One guy didn't make an eruv. The asri hadadi. In a case where one out of the five doesn't make an eruv, then the entire chotzer becomes aser if he's there for Shabbos. So too over here, when the guy on the left puts it in one house and the guy on the right puts it in the other house. It should make it usher. shouldn't be able to carry at all. It's as if you have somebody in this center that didn't make an Erev. And if he didn't make an Erev, then the guy in the center cannot use his own Chatzar. Says the Gemara, None of your questions are good. That what? You're asking me, how come it's not a Shliach? That what? I... I made an Erev to the right. Now we're buddies, and now I'm going to go and make an Erev to the left. So I'm taking his Das, my buddy's Ratzin, and I'm making an Erev on the, on the left side. Now we're all partners. No. Since the guys on the side didn't make an Erev, it was the guy in the center that's initiating everything. So the guy on the side showed him that he doesn't want to be buddies with the guy on the left. Why? Because he didn't do it. He's just lazy. <laughs> so that laziness shows you what it, where he is. You can't just be lazy. It shows you where, where his head is. His head is not to be friends with that guy. Oh, that's similar to what Yosef was saying. Maybe this is exactly what he was saying, in fact. That the whole concept of, of an Erev is to make it better for people. To make it easier for them to carry. So you're asking me that when this guy on the left puts his Erev in house number one, and the guy on the right puts his house, the Erev in house number two, they should ruin it for the guy in the center. The Erev is to, to make it good for, the, for everybody, not bad. How could you make it bad? How can you make a Chayv for somebody else? So just ignore them. Or say that their Erev doesn't work, but it, it's not going to ruin it for somebody. And the Melo, your Kasha doesn't work. Rabboisai, have a wonderful week if you're in Eretz Yisrael. Have a wonderful Shabbos if you're in America. And uh, there's no, there's no, there's no tilim at night, even though right now it's during the day. There's no tilim now. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody. A gemar chasima toiva, good kibben shiar, psurus toivos, unbelievable. So when, when did Akash Baruch decide that Mrs. Friedman should be nifter? No, it wasn't this year, Rosh Hashanah.